Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well. For those of you who celebrate it, a Buon Natale to you and your family. We hope you have a very safe and enjoyable holiday. And Andy, Roma, they gave us a pretty nice gift yesterday, albeit it came with some heart palpitations. It came with maybe depending on how you lived the match, it may have come with an extra glass of wine or scotch or whatever your alcoholic beverage of choice tends to be. They made that a bit more difficult than I think they needed to make it, but ultimately they get the victory. I think there's a number of things we can take from this. Obviously, getting back on track was the most important from a performance standpoint, I, I, I don't know if that near, if that mattered Correct. nearly as much as the overall result. And I, I think Fonseca admitted that as well. But I have to say, um, I thought yesterday had all the makings of the classic Orguino, particularly when you have Eusebio Di Francesco involved. And it looked like it was heading that way. I have to admit, <laughs> I was getting very pessimistic towards the end. But really, we can't complain, right? Yes. And... Also, as you just said, I mean, facing Di Francesco right before the Christmas break just gave me shivers. And uh, also, it was a pleasant reminder of uh, of, of that memorable uh, game against Cagliari. Remember where we were, uh, Cagliari were nine, down to nine men and they scored two goals within... <laughs> Three minutes. Oh, yes. So that's that. that, If anybody needed, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of pessimism on on Christmas, that's a pretty good memory um, to kick you right in the back. But uh, this was, uh, you know, we were looking for a win. That's I think that was pretty straightforward. The fact that after a game like the one against Atalanta, where Roma came out just weak just weak and and unfocused uh it was it was the right thing to do to go into this game and really just from the get-go uh end it uh perhaps that wasn't the case um Cagliari found ways to really put us and and maybe not even Cagliari I mean you you think of that pass that Mancini makes yeah um Yes. Like, it, it, it just, and that's what I'm referring to sometimes is it, it's these individual things that then get in the way of getting wins. Luckily, um, that wasn't enough. Cagliari were not really bright. Um, and, and, you know, whenever I don't care if, yes, we get heart palpitations and uh, my stomach starts rumble. But but it was it was a good thing to, to you know, to to also see that. um Somebody like VR has a great game, makes a big mistake, admits it. Hopefully, that's a big learning point for him. And uh, and on we go. And I think we can draw a lot of interesting con- con- conclusions from from a game that I think was as messy as this one. Yeah, so obviously the first thing that I noticed or one of the things that I drew from that match was despite the mistake of VR... I think it's now, if you ever needed any more proof, I think it just, you just have to watch yesterday evening. I think this midfield, Andy, with him in it is completely different and for the better, for uh, for the balance. I think he has much better uh, pitch awareness uh, where he needs to be. I said in our Patreon, our Patreon group chat that he sort of reminds me of Pizarro from the standpoint of defensively. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a huge tackler it's not like he's 
a stalwart. It's not like he's going to win these physical duels. But from a pure where he has to be and when he has to be there standpoint, I think for someone of his age who, let's be clear, he's playing his first very high level of senior football, I think I think you have to play him because he offers so, so much. And when you add that to the fact that Pedro is – I, I don't even know how to describe it anymore. I, I think we're past struggling at this point. He's he's far beyond that. I mean, yesterday, it, it looked like a player that was every bit of the 33 years of age that he is. He's having a very, very difficult period, which is interesting because I, I think in the first two months, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who is more important than Pedro. But Correct. given the balance that I think VR offers versus when you put Pellegrini next to Veretout, I think that sort of begs the question now. I And admittedly, you and I both thought Pellegrini in that forward position, it just didn't work. But Fonseca has him playing differently in that role now. I think now that's something we have to entertain. And for me, I know you like VR too, but for me, I, I think you have to start him now, right? Is that where you are? Or do you think... We still need to ease him in. Let him come off the bench. Oh, that you know that's that's an interesting question because had we, you know, if we had been speaking about any other player, if we had been talking about oh man, so many uh, players that that looked bright, um, but then didn't look truly convincing, then I would probably hesitate. But you know. Uh, I think he's ready. He's. I think he. Um. He. He just emanates confidence. He's just so uh, strong with the ball at his feet. Um. He's in, co- in complete control of what he does. And yes, yesterday he makes that mistake. Um. And again, that should be a good lesson for him. But other than that, he really commands that midfield. And mm. it's at a point where you have to play him because. He's definitely a much stronger com- contributor as a starter than from the bench. I think keeping him on the bench and you know making him play the final twenty minutes is of no help. Um, and obviously, you know, with Pedro, he'll eventually find his form. He will sure. eventually get back on track. These are things that obviously, I mean, some of the misses that he had yesterday, uh, you, you know, it's something that a player of his caliber will have to go through a slump like that and then suddenly he starts hitting them, just like Mkhitaryan at the start of the season. Remember where we were here talking about him missing sitters all day long, right. and now he's he's just getting everything right. Uh, so for me, with Pedro, it's it's you could, can go uh, you know two ways about it. Either you you keep starting him until he he, he you know he hits his form, or you use him as a sub. And I think that would be a, a much better contribution than, for example, what we have right now with Perez. Because right now, Fonseca, mm. when he wants to have an offensive change, he's looking at Bora Mayoral and Perez. I think for opposing teams, that's easy to figure out. You know, what? okay, what's Roma's plan B? To play Bora Mayoral or, or Carles Perez? Meanwhile, if you bring in a player of Pedro's caliber, rested, ready to go, um, in the final 20, 25 minutes, he could give you a big boost and find his form back. So for me, getting back after this Christmas break, Fonseca should definitely not forget about VR. He should start um, him 
and Pellegrini up there with Mkhitaryan in a way that allows uh, VR to really become an essential part of the team because he it really he truly is and 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 I, I think can be much more than he is right now and that's that's very exciting. One hundred percent, I I couldn't agree more and. Not exactly a surprise, but we both thought that with VR being given this expanded role, obviously that would come at the expense of Diawara. That has proven to be the case now. It, it, I hate to say that this guy looks lost, gone, and forgotten by Fonseca, but I, I think we're slowly approaching that. Before we get to the market, though, because you sort of touched on it briefly there, with really when it comes to an attacking standpoint, you really only have two options from the bench. I want to talk about the defense, though. So, yes, they win yesterday. Above all, that's the only thing we care about. But now, um, in the last two matches, six goals conceded. When you add the Napoli match to it, that's 10-3. and three. Are you getting a little worried about this, or do you think this has more so to do with individual errors? Because I think you could make the case from either standpoint. There are individual errors that are leading to these goals, but I do think there are, too, some, some tactical things that need to be changed. Because I, I think there's just moments where the opposition finds Roma way too open. And I don't know if it's miscommunication between the defenders. I don't know if it's something that Fonseca is having them do. But I would say that this was the department where you and I both thought would sort of carry and lead the team. Are you growing concerned? No, definitely not concerned. I think these are symptoms of uh, of a defense that uh, has yet to gel properly, uh, and it's uh, you know it's not for me uh, strange to see such results against you know the the better opposition um, when you have you know Smalling missing for for a month or so and Kumbula uh, being in and out, uh, all relatively young aside from Smalling. Yesterday, you know, and it's 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 a it's a matter of of these players learning to read each other because sometimes there there are such big gaps and and differences in how they um, how they approach defending itself. You know, between Ibanez who loves to go forward and Smalling who prefers to man mark and 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 sit back. Uh, sometimes you play Cristante there, so. It's for me. That's the thing: is that this is a department, yes, that um, I think is one of the better ones in our team, but is so heavily uh, now in the midst of rotations and and injuries, and Cristante being out for blasphemy, Kumbula being out with COVID, Smalling being out with food poisoning. That it's very, very difficult, especially for something. A defense needs time. A defense to be truly effective. Um, does not rely on one individual. It's a whole bunch of individuals. And if you start, you know, messing about um, in, in terms of absences and substitutions and whatnot, you'll always get mixed results. Um, so I think that for me, the bigger question mark is the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper mm, is, you know, I, I, look at, next. I, yep. I, I look at this, this standings and this area and amidst all these uh, top teams, the only team that for me right now clearly struggles with their goalkeeper as much as we do is Inter. Inter are, are, are you know, every, it seems like every week they are bound to lose points because of uh, their goalkeeper's mistake with Handanovic really uh, not 
you know, hitting the form this year. Um, we seem to do similar things in terms of that, yes, at the beginning, it was looking good for Mirante, but now it's, I think it's the worst case scenario where both of them don't really contribute much. Both of them don't really uh, provide us with any any type of security at the back. And, and that's a concern which I don't think actually um, can be solved in January. So that is where I wanted to go next. So following following the match in his post-match press conference, or not his press conference, but in the interviews that he gave, Fonseca did make it clear that we need help, we need to do some things in the market, and we need to do it immediately because he referenced how packed the schedule is Correct. going to be when, when they were when they uh, come back from from the holiday. It's interesting because I think had you asked you and myself what our needs were a couple of months ago, what were we saying? You were talking about the midfield. I thought El Shadawi. But now, Andy, you just said it. This goalkeeper thing is alarmingly bad. And it's, it's interesting from the standpoint of we're not even at the point of who's performing better. It feels as if Fonseca and Roma in general is in the point where they're just trying to find someone who won't kill them. Like, who who will make right. the least uh, amount of errors? The least you know? damage, yes. The least damage. I mean, it, it, it is a frighteningly bad situation. And, and the thing that I, I have some question marks about is, uh, you know, the guys that I know that they have looked at in the past or are looking at now, and I think the main one everybody seems to be talking about is Silvestri of, of Verona. Uh, I mean, if you're Verona, why do you let him go, A, and B, if you yep. do decide to let him go, you're not doing it for cheap. So I think this is going to be very difficult. I, I don't know where you turn, but for sure. But you agree. I mean, from from the midfield yeah. to the attack, I mean, this has to be addressed now. This is now priority number one. It's the goalkeeper, and then we yep. can talk about the rest. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely... Uh... You know we're swimming. We're swimming in in mediocrity with um, mm. with the, this goalkeeper situation. Meaning that, uh, you know, once uh, goalkeepers are meant to also help you get extra points, and uh, we saw Paulo Lopez do it for a brief stretch um, in the beginning of his Roma adventure. Mm. Uh, we saw that for a whole year with Alison. Uh, Jesus, thank you for <laughs> for allowing us yeah. to, to to have that. <laughs> Beautiful Ugh. sight, and 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 similarly with with Chansney, it was it was a case of goalkeepers helping you get the win, um, right? Sometimes you know securing you a draw, making a crucial crucial save. Now it's not the case. Now it's can we hold this team to you know to a minimum uh, threat? And and if we cannot, then then goalkeepers seem to um, truly not not be of any sort of uh, effect and and that's always going to be a problem if you want to be better if you want to keep going and compete and especially in a month like january where the schedule is so packed um you just need consistency from everybody which is a hard thing to do but a goalkeeper situation like this is very difficult to change on on you know in in january with all teams really trying to to stay uh, above the water, trying to um, to perhaps move uh, minor pieces around. Um, not a, not somebody as pivotal as goalkeeper. That's why I find it hard 
to 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 see a, a change like that happen. Um, I'm 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 more likely uh, concerned. I'm just as concerned about about an extra offensive offensive threat because you ne- we need extra contributions. We we can't expect you know to for Perez to be on a good day or or Borja Mayoral to be on a good day uh, in order to 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 hope to to win the game in the second halves we've seen Roma struggle in in the second half of 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 uh, of games uh, most recently with with Atalanta um and and it, even even against Cagliari there was a stretch where Roma were really lost in those situations you need those 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 players um from the bench to solve you the game. So far, we haven't had the, the, the pleasure of seeing one of them. I really hope that El Shirao is on the way. I hope so, too. Uh, very quickly, Brian Reynolds of FC, or is it Dallas FC? FC, whichever way that goes, I forget. I, I was it's up Dallas. Late, waiting for news on this. <laughs> yeah, we'll say Dallas. Uh, Roma, they met with him yesterday via teleconference and video conference. Uh, Ryan Friedkin, he led the entire meeting. So uh, even though our, we haven't even talked about Andy Howe. This is Seoul 2020, and I guess more so it's Seoul Roma. Uh, Roma's new sporting director, or I guess I should say general director, contracting COVID. COVID, yes. Like two weeks before he's supposed to arrive. (laughs) That that is the metaphor for 2020. Uh, that that is that is it right there. Really, I, we don't have to say anything else. So if you haven't heard, Tiago uh, <laughs> uh, Pinto he tested positive for COVID. Uh, Benfica announced two days ago. So was supposed to start working for Rome on the first of <laughs> the January. First, uh, it, it's just incredible. So we're in third now. Okay, when you juxtapose this episode to the one of a, f- a few days ago after Atalanta, it's sort of <laughs> yeah. it's an interesting dynamic that ultimately, if you would have said entering the winter break, Andy, that Roma would be sitting third, we would have snatched your hand off for that, right? Yes, it's but it, it, you know the, the the criticism and and sort of the the um, the doubts that we expressed in a, following the Atalanta game are are still are are still current. I mean, it's still up to date. It's still an up to date episode uh, because again, this team, to me, it ex- it's currently exceeding expectations, um, and and I think the table shows you a bit of that. There are there are numerous improvements to be made, and the one crucial thing is is not to lose um, sight of the top four in January. Because again, we highlighted for the consecutive time that this is the make or break part of the season. Yes, where you have within a matter of I believe four weeks, you have six games. That's you know it, it, it's an insane an insane number of games, um, especially following following such a short break, and and this this can always result in injuries and in, in, in players getting tired, and you cannot you cannot afford to have that. Obviously, injuries is not it's a matter of of, of luck or lack of luck, but this is this Roma team. If if it wants if it wants us fans to consider it different, better than last year, it needs to come out differently than last year. Last year yes. we saw Roma win against Fiorentina four to one. Everybody had a brilliant performance. Everybody was you know went on holiday on a positive note, came back, disappeared, vanished. That Roma was gone. So um, I really truly hope that we figure things out 
that we we come out with a plan B that we bring in an extra player or, or maybe in some extra players that can't contribute to this team. Um, and then let's see what happens because so far I think we're on the right track. Um, it's just a matter of, of coming back into form and, and just as focused as, as we were uh, last time out. 100%. And I was getting into the Brian Reynolds thing. Uh, Roma, they met for him. No agreement as of yet. Uh, Juve are pushing. And this thing keeps going up and down. Very, very fluid. Um, if you're just asking me personally, the, the bigger hurdle that Roma have to overcome is with the player and his family, not with Dallas and the MLS. I actually think they would find an agreement relatively quickly with them. Um, but it's the player that needs convincing at this moment. We'll see what happens. Uh my feelings on this one change by the hour, given what I'm I'm finding out and hearing from various people. So we'll have to see. It's clear that Roma want to bring him. Uh, but given what we've seen from goalkeeper Andy, I, I'm not going to be too heartbroken if Roma miss out on him and turn their focus to, as we both said, the much more pressing need, which is goalkeeper. So we will be back after the holiday. We'll be back next week. Obviously, Roma... They'll be on break, no match, but we'll we'll find something to talk about, obviously, with the market upcoming. I'm sure over the coming days, we'll have plenty of uh, news and rumors that come out that we can digest and debate uh, next week after the holiday. So for those of you who celebrate it, again, please be safe. Uh, enjoy the holiday. Enjoy it with those close to you, friends, family. 2020 has been ruthless on everybody, so with this uh very we're special almost, time we're almost done we're almost done we are we are the the finish line is in sight so enjoy this time we hope you stay safe um and hopefully in 2021 roma they can give us a gift whatever in in any form i don't care what it is but a trophy we'll something. take everything we'll, we'll take, take everything yes we will take anything and everything so as always thank you for listening everybody we will talk to you next week and buon natale talk to you next week ciao ciao Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs>